Good morning, everyone. This is Joe Waters, and welcome to Cause Talk Radio. And I am with my fabulous host on the West Coast, Megan Strand. How are you, Megan? I'm great, Joe. How are you? Good, good. We're all recovered now from Cosmic and Forum, and we're doing our show again. We're really happy to be back. And today we have a great guest. We have Craig Bita, Executive Vice President of Cause Branding and non- non- Nonprofit Marketing Services at Cone Communication. Welcome, Craig. Good morning. Great to be here. Uh, nice to be here, too. It was nice seeing you a couple of weeks ago at, at Cause Market and Forum. Megan, Craig was really nice. He he gave me a ride from the airport. Oh, that is very this, nice. That was a tricky things. that was a tricky proposition getting That's out right. of Cause Marketing Forum for That's sure. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he really paid a big debt right at the beginning of the conference. So you good, owe him a good, a good start to the to the whole event. An hour with Joe in a cab. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you're, you're too kind, Craig. Too kind. Too kind. All right. Well, so let's get into it today. And, you know, uh, when we talk about uh, Cone, um, you know, it's kind of funny, Craig. I mean, you know, we all know when cost marketing started in the early 80s and stuff like that. But, you know, when I'm talking to the layperson about uh, cause marketing and they ask me about agencies and I say, well, Cone started it all. Um, you know, it really is such a, you know, a great beginning and they were so active and they've been active for so many years and cause. Can you tell us first a little bit about, um, about what you do at Cone specifically, and then we can talk a little bit about, uh, you know, that intersection of cause marketing, cause branding and CSR. Absolutely. Well, as you said, Cone has been around for a long time and they're instrumental in, they found, in, in founding and developing the field. You know, at, at essence, what we're about is, is a fundamental belief that brands can create trust and loyalty that lasts and endures and grows by supporting and connecting with issues that consumers care about. Mm-hmm. And for about 30 years, the company has been about enabling companies and nonprofits to really drive greater success through commitments to social and environmental issues. And over the years, we've touched millions of lives, delivered business results for our clients and for nonprofit organizations, organizational results. And over that time, I've helped raise over a billion dollars for, for important wow. issues. Yeah, right, right. And, and you know, Craig, one of the things I want our listeners to know, too, is, um, and I learned this in our cab ride in Chicago, is you actually have a, a consumer brand background w- working with P&G. That's correct. I really come at this from, from a brand building lens. I was with Procter mm. & Gamble for about 11 years and worked there across a range of assignments from straight line marketing to helping brands integrate cause and social impact to driving yep. innovation. So it really is at, at, at its core what we're talking about. And we'll get into the what's CSR and what's cause mm. marketing in a bit. But it really is coming at this through a brand lens and thinking about you know what, what do brands stand for and, and what are they about and what are they setting out to accomplish today? Consumer expectations are higher than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting, too, is, and Megan, we should mention that P&G won a golden halo at Cause Marketing Forum this year. They did. And uh, we got a great presentation. And I am always impressed by all the things that P&G has done through the years uh, related to Cause. I mean, they truly are a leader. And, and, Craig, I know you have been involved in many of those campaigns through the years because you've been at Cone just a couple of years. So you spent a good amount of time at P&G. Absolutely. And, and I think you nailed it. It was I was proud to see the, the recognition and to see the, yeah. the results in the field coming coming out of coming out of the brands. You know, I think what is important is to hear what the, the CMO of the company is talking about. He talks about Mark Pritchard, the, that they're developing a portfolio of purpose driven, benefit focused brands. And that mm-hmm. means a brand with a clear mission, a clear sense of where are we going and, mm-hmm. and what are we trying to accomplish, but not forgetting the importance of delivering the benefits of the products, whatever they are 
whether yep. it's cavity prevention or fostering mm -hmm. babies development or, or mm -hmm. whatever that is. So it's a, it's nice to see that, that integration from such a, a market leader, as you mentioned. Yeah. Maybe we can take Procter & Gamble as an example, Craig, and talk a little bit about, and obviously you're not an expert in Procter & Gamble, but you certainly did work there. So when you have these great purpose-driven brands um, under the PNG umbrella, how does that fit in with their overall CSR strategy? Because you see these real deep dives in a lot of these brands, as we saw at Cos Marketing Forum, um, but how does that relate into their overall purpose initiatives? And and is this a model for other companies to follow as far as a CSR cause integration? You know, I think that's a terrific question and and a great great observation. It really does flow from within at, at P and G, and I think it is a great model for other companies. The 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 company as a as a whole has had a commitment to purpose, uh, to, to impact in its communities and a very clear sense of mission for a long time. Every employee carries around a card that has the purpose, values, and principles around, around it. And you can really, be, it's very clear about their, their positive commitment to impacting the communities in which they live and operate now and in the future. And so it really is a core part of, of the essence of the company. And they have been, we helped them, Cone did a number of years ago, create a, a program to think about how do you integrate such a broad portfolio and then harness those brands to really play a, a key driving role in that, having positive commitment on the on the, the the world in which you operate. And I think that integration with the business is a trend that we're seeing more and more. And, and then if you take up one of the brands that were there, and even the Pampers brand that was featured at the, at the mm, marketing yeah. forum, yeah. You know, there is no daylight between what the brand is delivering as a business in terms of helping foster babies development and helping moms and families you know work through that incredibly uh, intense and and uh, sort of dramatic time in, in a family's life as young children are born and grow to to maturity uh, that the the focus on the baby's development through the product benefit and then the cause platform and program that they're supporting exactly supporting the same notion uh, that there's no difference between that and they are incredibly integrated that the program drives the business and builds the brand that is a best best in class practice that we work with our clients and and really are trying to encourage people to really think about yeah that you know it's interesting uh, Craig and Megan you know talking about this stuff now this is a cause marketing show um, Craig's title is vice president of cause branding and here we are talking about corporate <laughs> social responsibility okay so you know Craig I always I said in the the cab on the way from from the airport you are a wicked smart guy after talking to you. <laughs> well, you're trying to say it, that. Which is, a, which is a really high compliment. It is a high compliment. It's a and wicked smart guy. Tell me what the hell the difference is between CSR, <laughs> cause branding, and cause marketing is. All right. Well, in, in a, in a, in one, there really is no short answer to that, Joe, and I, I love it when you say wick, wick, <laughs> oh, smart. Oh, damn. <laughs> but, uh, the one-word answer is not there. But the great, the, great, I, the great thing about this is that I think there are lots of people owning little bits and pieces of this. There's a little yeah. bit of a Wikipedia effect going on here in the sense that companies, I say broadly, are seeking to find ways to develop and programs and to demonstrate commitment to so positive societal impact. That is a driving consumer force. And so... I'll get to a short answer towards the end, but to set to set the background, you know, we've done research recently. Ninety-four percent of consumers around the world today say that the companies should exist to do more than just make money. This would not have been true ten years ago. Twenty for sure. It was back in the early '90s that about a third of consumers still thought that cause and selling stuff and linking them to a social mission was kind of unclean in some way. Church and state should be separated. Those numbers have dramatically shifted, and so. Let's say there's a driving interest and force in, in the marketplace and in our lives that says, wait, companies play a key role. They're a key part of our, our, our lives and in society, and, and they have a commitment and a need to attack these issues. And so you could probably call that broadly 
you know, what, what many people call corporate social responsibility, which is the notion that companies have a commitment and a responsibility to meet and respect and to anticipate the needs of a range of stakeholders, not just the, their shareholders and not just Wall Street, that it has broadened beyond that. And so if you take that that broad mantle apart, there's a lot of ways to attack that. And many of them are related to business operations and driving efficiency and thinking about how you manage your supply chain and work in, with the tools of business to, to attack some of those issues and increase efficiency. And then there's a social component, you know, the, the S in CSR, which talks about how do you create an, a, a strong mission to societal impact. And that is increasingly what consumers are seeking and what brands are using cause marketing, cause branding, we'll get to that next, as a way to attack and to demonstrate and to make tangible impact against very specific societal outcomes that they're seeking to address. In terms of the difference between cause marketing and cause branding, you know, we're talking about a continuum. Uh, typically, folks will talk about cause marketing in a way that says this is a very specific promotion-driven focus. How do you, you know, there's more of the, the marketing aspect of that. Cause branding is a term that Cone developed some time ago to talk about a broader sense. How do you drive it more deeply into the, the, the interstitials, the DNA of the brand so that all the decisions you're making, not just the fourth quarter promotion or a way to try to move the needle in a specific period of time. But again, it's a continuum and many use the terms interchangeably. What makes me happy is that so many people are talking about this, right? And, yeah, and right, that, that right. No, that, there is a good healthy debate around this now. Yeah. So yeah, that in, in uh, 150 words or more is the is the one word answer you're looking for. <laughs> Complex. Yeah, that wasn't uh, uh, Craig. That wasn't exactly the Twitter answer I was looking for, but it was check, a good one. <laughs> check my check my Twitter feed later. I will give you the. the well, you know, so often for me, uh, you know, for for someone like me, CSR, in a lot of times, has to do with values. Like, uh, you know, CSR is about a company's values and you know who they want to be and what they want to accomplish. The you know the cause branding for me is really the strategy a part of that, you know what I mean? And how that takes shape. And then cause marketing for me is a very tactical thing. You know what I mean? It's, it, it is about promotions and stuff. So, you know, it's kind of like at the, you know, at the, the top level, you look at like Starbucks who has this real commitment to getting people back to work. Well, you know, what form, uh, what strategy does that take uh, for the company? And then, you know, I walk into uh, a Starbucks this morning before the show and, you know, they have a whole display now of products, coffee and tumblers and stuff like that, where you buy those and, uh, you know, money goes back to get America back to work. Those for me are the tactics, you know? So that's yeah. how I kind of see it. You know, is, yeah. do you think that's accurate, Craig, or do you think I'm, I, I could understand something a little bit better? I'm talking to the guru who wrote the book on cost marketing. So, <laughs> I, yeah. so, so I think yeah, that no, sounds pretty Craig, good. Craig, you're talking to the pinup king. Okay? <laughs> so, I mean, if you're going to call me what I am, you know what I mean? So, you know, but, but you know what that means is like, I, I really, you know, when it comes to strategy and like, you know, values and stuff like that, I'm a little short on those. Megan will attest to that. But, you know, when it comes to the tactical stuff, I really get it, you know? Yeah, well, I think you, you draw a great distinction. And, and I think the question is, you know, what assets and resources do you have as a company to attack and address some of these issues? And if you mm -hmm. are a retailer or you are a company that sells products to consumers, that is the exchange that you have with your consumer base, with your key stakeholders. So leveraging products, leveraging your retail store, taking away to, to make that broad commitment that you can read about and all the great words that they talk about and all the, 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 the thought leadership they're demonstrating, that would be nothing 
yeah. you know, but nice words and thinking and a challenge if they weren't saying, now, wait a second, here, buy this bracelet for $5, and it turns yep. into, you know, this $35 of impact jobs for the USA. You know, yep. make a choice consumer. And so, so I think that's what it comes down to. It's it's yep. engaging consumers in a way. And, and this is what moms and dads say around the world. From my PNG years, moms would often say, you know, I'm the CFO of my house. I, mm -hmm. I, I make choices with the money I have, and I mm -hmm. want to spend it in a way that's going to make sure that my family, my community, that me, myself, my world, that whole sort of, my, me, my family, my world, that or me, my community, my world, lots of people draw these concentric circles out, that I'm spending my money in a way that's going to make the world a better place. That is a, a visceral Kind of thing that many many consumers will say and cause marketing and those those as you said tactic strategies at that level are a key way to drive that mm. important. where where do you see companies falling down in in this communication piece because i i think csr there are lots of companies that have some very phenomenal csr initiatives probably more on the sustainability side but they don't or maybe they have real deep dive into employee engagement, but they don't connect to that consumer piece with the rest of it. Do you see that in the marketplace? And if you do, you know, how, do, how are companies trying to bridge that gap between different initiatives that live in different places of, of the company and the business? Yeah, Megan, you've nailed a, a critical issue in the field right now is that we're in this developmental state and you could draw a bell curve of companies that are saying and doing in a nice way that are integrated. You have others that are just talking a lot about it and there's no meat there, you know, and they're they're at risk, honestly, in this social media kind of accelerated world we're in. There are others that, that are doing lots of stuff and don't want to talk about it. And so I think that, you know, fundamentally there's a frame that says consumers expect companies today to tell them what's going on. About 70% mm -hmm. of consumers say, tell me where you are on your journey you know, these are my expectations. You, I want you to be doing more than just counting your, your gold in the basement. I want you to be yeah. doing something. And then 70% will say, and, and I want you to tell me where you are. Don't tell me you're perfect. Don't market to me. You know, my life's not perfect. I don't know anyone who's got a perfect life, and nor do right. I expect you to have one. But tell me about your journey, where you are on it, and, and then bring me with you. And so there is that sense of expectations of you know, imperfection, but a lot of companies are very uncomfortable with that. A lot of companies yeah. don't want to say, hey, we have this thing and we're sort of working on it and it's not working. Uh, and so they often tend to not communicate. And, and actually that's a what I call a sin of omission because consumers are looking for information. And if you're not telling them even about the things that you are doing, uh, that even if they're not completely baked or done, that you are you are missing an opportunity. Patagonia is a great example of this. You know, less than a decade back, they put a, a stake in the ground on organic cotton and I spoke recently to someone who's worked there for decades, and they said it was an important choice for the company because at the time they didn't really use any organic cotton, and they debated it ferociously inside, saying, "You know, people are going to call us hypocrites because we're setting this standard that we aren't even meeting." But right. they said, "You know, we're going to we're going to get there, and and we are confident that we're going to move the industry." And consumers have rewarded them in the marketplace with loyalty because they have the courage to say, "We believe this is how the world should be, and this is how we're falling short." And let us tell you how we're going to get there. So. So it's a it's a complex uh, situation, but but the thing I would say is that many companies, too many companies, are doing great things and they're not connecting the dots internally and they're not communicating to their consumer and and that in fact is the the exercise for you know, teams like Icon and others that come in from the outside for kind of lonely folks in the middle of a company saying, hey, wait a minute, why aren't we doing X and Y? And that that is a a real there is a real evolution right now in in, in integrating and communicating. Uh, you know, and that's so important, too. And I love what you're saying, too, Craig, in the sense that consumers are very understanding, even forgiving, when you are authentic and sincere with them. 
You're absolutely right. You know, I think that that's one thing, the lesson I learned in my days at PNG. Mm. You know, that consumer behind the, the double the double glass is somebody's mom or somebody's uh, grandmother or somebody's aunt. It's these are real. You know, consumers are real people. They're you and me, right? It's not. I think right. a lot of people talk about them as if they're this. You know, tribe of people that, that aren't us. But <laughs> yeah, right. right. It, it's us, right? You know, seventy percent of our economy is driven by consumption, by us buying goods and services from each other. And so, people are smart. They they sent out value. They understand sincerity and authenticity. And and more and more that becomes important, particularly in this social media world in which it's you know if you are talking a big game and not delivering the goods, it doesn't take long today for, for the world to understand and identify that. And then you're in a worse position than if you were doing nothing at all, right? So it's, it's really important to, to take the, the right steps and tell the world about where you're headed. No, really good point. You know, Craig, what I want to ask you too is, you know, we talk about these big companies today like Starbucks and P&G and stuff like that. I mean, what do you think about like small companies and local businesses and stuff like that that may be looking at, you know, cause marketing or cause branding CSR and saying, wow, you know, I can't do what Starbucks did. I can't do what, you know, um, P&G's done. You know, how do I engage in this space and, uh, and ship my values with people and make a difference? I think it's a terrific question, you know, and, and I agree that a lot of the attention gets put on on some of the big guys. Yeah, I think that there is a trend, though, in in the space as David and Goliath uh, sort of we're in a David and Goliath moment that enabled by social media that the tools that are available to small businesses and to small even nonprofits. You know, think about Tom's shoes, how that came out of absolutely nowhere, right? And the yeah. brand awareness. Yep. If if Tom had just started making his shoes. There's a good chance that you and I probably would have never heard of him, right? Yep, but because yep. he linked his his whole vision to this total social impact, and it's inextricably linked, that he has gone from zero to you know sixty or a hundred in no time at all. And and you you know you can see the big shoe companies scratching their heads, saying, "Where did that come from?" Right? <laughs> right, Wait, right, right. It's the same in the nonprofit space. There have been established water the water category in nonprofit land is a great example where you have. You know, you have Charity Water and, and a few others that are kind of rewriting the rule books, coming again out of nowhere, bringing a passion and new set of tools and a new set of ideals uh, to the space where folks have been playing for a long time. You know, the, the, the Coney video, there are so many examples now where, you know, you don't have to be giant and big. And in fact, you may have an advantage if you have a, a, a smaller niche kind of understanding of your consumer base. And there are ways to participate. Local issues are more important than ever before. Communities have needs, schools. There are so many different ways that, that organizations, businesses can find what it is that's important to them and then it communicate that impact. And it goes beyond just writing a check to the Little League or to you know the Small Business Association. There are meaningful ways. And, and small businesses increasingly, if you, if you look out for them, you'll see, I'm sure you do, more and more, you know, mm -hmm. I support this, I'm asking you to do that kind of stuff. Right. So it's a very, it's a very right. fertile time. Yeah. And, you know, it's really inspiring, too, because it's all about people connecting with things that they really care about and saying, hey, I'm going to make a difference in this area. Exactly right. And, and yeah. I think yeah. Seen, so, yep. I think, yep. yeah, so I mean, it really does show because, you know, people sometimes they talk about businesses and they're like, oh, those mean old businesses, you know, they're just greedy. And it's like, look, businesses are just they're made up of people. And, exactly you know, right. there are good yeah. people, they're bad people, they're so-so people and stuff like that. But, you know, there are a lot of businesses out there doing great things and they really do care. And something, and that's important for us to recognize. Yeah, and I'm probably showing my PNG roots, but you know, oftentimes <laughs> when I'm in this space, you know, the CSR space broadly is about both, right? You know, mm. the, the shared value, the Porter and 
in, uh, in Mark Cream article that came out a year and change ago is all about shared value. People, a lot of people, we've been talking about that for a, for a long time. It's not about demonizing business. You know, I, I suspect you have a 401k. I suspect others do. Like we, we, we are, business is an inextricable, important and critical part of all of our lives. And to, mm -hmm. to say that businesses are bad or profit is bad is, is, is saying it's, it's not really addressing the complexity of the issue. Uh, the question is, how do you make businesses be more sustainable? How do you create a consumption path that mm -hmm. enables you know, more sustainable growth over time. And, and I think that's really something that we're hearing more and more of is like, how do you, you know, the Patagonia don't buy this jacket, send you know, a shockwave through a lot of industries and a lot of clients mm -hmm. saying, hey, I kind of want one of those, but I'm not sure I want one of those. <laughs> yeah, right, it's just right, the notoriety right. and the appeal, but, but it really is about thinking very much more carefully about how do you build a business that's going to stand over time as consumption patterns will change and as the resource constraints that will impact and are impacting our lives over the next 50 years mm -hmm. really start to to hit businesses so it's a, yeah. it's a exactly it's a it's a terrifically interesting time as companies are finding a need to to find a social issue or an environmental issue to to tighten their business operations and to and to present that to consumers in a compelling and authentic way mm. No, it's so true. And, you know, it, you bring up a good point, too, Craig, about like, you know, all the different words that we're using uh, today to describe these, um, you know, these for-profit, non-profit relationships, you know. And, it, you know, that's one of the things I think we have to kind of figure out as a field, too, is what language, you know, is it going to be cost marketing? Is it going to be shared value? Is it going to be, you know what I mean? Because I think that's part Purpose of the, or, yeah. you know, as someone who's very interested in like, keyword research on search engines <laughs> and stuff like that, I mean, yeah. you know, that's part of the challenges our field is like there's nothing no one thing that people are searching on and of course there never is but it right. is especially the case in cause marketing yeah you're absolutely right you know i would say we're not immune to to the other to forces that impact other industries right you know you think about vhs and beta you think about the wars between the tech giants in terms of platforms you think about industries trying to set standards you know we're experiencing the same thing which is you know a, a, a large group of stakeholders trying to create something currency that means something to lots of other people so you know stepping back you know intellectually it's 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 a fairly common dynamic as as we're trying to like work with each other and polish and smooth towards towards a common set of language i, I think actually that's part of the evolution it's actually really interesting to see what's important to different people now what happens is it gets very confusing to consumers, right? I think that practitioners, we love sitting around and talking to each other about this stuff. There's a lot of people yeah. frankly don't care about any of this, right? <laughs> but, but, uh, but, but for consumers, it's dirt simple. It's like, I want to choose products and support companies that are doing good things. It's, it's do no evil, right? We, particularly right. with young people. You talk mm -hmm. to people in their 20s who have grown up with box tops for education, who have grown up in a world that's semi-unstable, right? With the stock market crash and the internet boom and bust and Enron and BP and, and they're looking around going like, what's going on here? And wait, you mean there was a time when companies didn't care about these issues? <laughs> how, does that, how does that work, right? Yeah, so so I, yeah. I think that, that it is, uh, what's important is this driving urge to make sure that we're looking after each other and this notion that companies have a broader role and that nonprofits have a critical role to play in it and I think over time it's going to evolve and, and work its way out. But I, but I think the debate is part of the part of the evolution. Well, we're so glad that we have Cone to lead us in part of this discussion, Craig. And thank you again. We've we've done it again, Joe. We have we have blown through a twenty minute yeah. show, and I, yeah. I just get yeah. the sense in talking to you, Craig, that your brain moves so much quicker than 
the the rest of us are processing because (laughs) you you pack a lot of information into a very short soundbite so that there was so much information in that cab in chicago i had to roll down the windows (laughs) i had to roll down the windows just just to Uh, let some of it out you you warned me there might be some abuse as part of this call so here it comes (laughs) but uh but i I appreciate your kind words you know to close it out i would say it's really about people and individuals saying what do we care about what unique assets do we have and then what do we know how to do and then how do we leverage them in ways that are meaningful to our stakeholder group Groups, and there's so many of them. And, and that's the excitement, whether you call it cause branding, cause marketing, CSR, whatever it is, uh, it is a spectrum. There is a continuum and it is about choosing what type of impact you want to have with the resources you have, given where you are on that spectrum. So with that, I would say thank you so much for, for having me here. And, and you really are doing great work as a team, advancing knowledge here and, and moving forward the discussion. So thank you so much. Thanks. Much thanks so much. That. Thanks so yeah. much, Craig. And if people want to find out more about Cone and your thought leadership, where can they find that? They can go to our website. It's www.coneinc.com. So yep. that's our website and, for Cone uh, Communications. Craig, I know that you uh, you told me in the cab that um, that you that you don't tweet a lot, but when you do, it's a really good tweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's correct. They're like these car- they have diamonds, you know. A lot of yeah, these, yeah these, these these diamonds, you know. So. It, it's also it's also relative because you're doing probably a tweet a minute. I don't know. It's hard to keep up with that. <laughs> you know, a little more every couple of days. On a slow day. day, on a slow day, Craig. But I just noticed too that you know that your Twitter handle is actually Craig D. Bida, right? That's correct. Yeah, middle uh, initial. So it's B, in and it's B I D A. Right. So, so keep that in mind, folks. So the good thing is, is that if you send a tweet to Craig, he will he will find it. He will have to respond to you and then <laughs> more engaged on Twitter, which is what we want. <laughs> it's, it's a great place for us uh, cause marketers to, to, to hang out together. And speaking of Twitter, Joe, where can people find you on Twitter and elsewhere? Well, people can find me on my Twitter handle, of course, at Joe Waters. But today I'm making a big charge on my blog, SelfishGiving.com. I'm involved with something with Razoo.com called Twiv and Receive. And we are supporting the Ellie Fund here in Boston, which provides support services to women with breast cancer. And we're actually honoring the kids today and saying, you know, they're kind of the unsung heroes of this situation because it's very difficult for a child to go through either the loss of a mother or the sickness of a mother. And so we're raising money for them on my blog today. And uh, I'm really excited to be part of this campaign with Razoo, with the Ellie Fund, and also John Hayden. Uh, so it's really exciting for me. Fantastic. And what about you, Megan? Where can we find you today? Can find Well, today, <laughs> I, I am on the Twitters at Megan Strand. I tweet for at TweetCMF. And I blog almost daily at causeupdate.com. And you can find Cause Talk Radio and all the other RashPixel.tv shows on iTunes. We do want you to subscribe in iTunes and leave us a comment. And also Stitcher Smart Radio. So on behalf of Joe, myself, and Craig, thanks so much for joining us today on Cause Talk Radio. 